0: The New York State Office of Addiction Services and Supports, or OAS, provides this podcast as a public service. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed do not necessarily represent or reflect those of the agency or state. This is Addiction, The Next Step.
1: Hey, this is Jerry Gretzinger with the Office of Addiction Services and Supports. And uh, we've got a special edition of the podcast today. We are actually in Niagara Falls and we are at the annual ASAP conference, 2023 ASAP conference. And uh, what a beautiful place to have any type of a conference. My gosh, there's, there's so many beautiful things to see here and some important things to do this week. I'm going to introduce you to our guests. We've got John Coppola, who's with us from ASAP, and Dr. Chinazo Cunningham from Oasis. Thank you both for joining us today in the middle of the conference going on.
2: Glad to be here. Very happy to be with you. So,
1: so John, uh, Chinazo, we've spoken to you many times. John, I'm going to start with you, actually. Tell listeners, because, you know, for those of us who are here at the conference, we know, but people who might be listening, what is ASAP? What does it stand for? What, what's its role when we talk about the big picture of, of addiction services and supports?
2: So, ASAP is Alcoholism and Substance Abuse Providers of New York State. It's a uh, really, uh, sometimes people refer to it as a trade association, but we represent the uh, people and programs across New York State to do prevention of of, of addiction and and substance use. Uh, We do uh, represent people who do treatment, um, uh, all kinds of treatment, uh, uh, residential outpatient, medication-assisted treatment, uh, people who are working in recovery programs, recovery centers, and uh, people who do harm reduction working in communities across New York State. Uh, trying to make sure that people who do use drugs are as healthy as they possibly can be, and if they need referral to treatment, that that happens as well. And, John, you've been with uh, ASAP since since its inception, really, right? For many years. For <laughs> many years. <laughs> yeah. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, since 1996, actually. Oh, yeah.
1: All right. A lot, a lot of good yeah. work that's been done in those years, and certainly an important time to be continuing that work. Uh, Chinazo, let, let's talk, too, about the relationship between ASAP. And OASIS, you know, how, how the two work together to make sure that services are getting out, that providers, many of whom are, are here with us this week, are getting the support they need to be able to deliver those services.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So w- we definitely work closely with ASAP. You know, it's a large organization that really um, has the pulse uh, from the providers in terms of what's happening on the ground. So, you know, we'll get feedback uh, about problems that are emerging, about the kind of uh, changes in regulations that are needed, about some of the problems, for example, with funding. So we, we really hear from providers who were doing the work on the ground. Um, and you know, so it's a great organization that really can provide feedback that we partner with and that can advocate for the field. I mean, that's another really important um, role that ASAP plays.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about that too. So I know John, we talk about, you know, advocating doing that, that job for us. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of things that happen at the state level that impact what can be provided when and where. So what is the current situation? Let's talk about the current situation of addiction in the state of New York and what's being done to kind of move, move the needle in the right direction.
2: Well, we have a, a, really have a major public health, uh, issue here. Um, and it's not just uh, addiction and overdose related to opioids, it's also, uh, you know, we have record numbers of women who are dying from alcohol-related, um, you know, illness, we have people, um, the Commissioner has, you know, t- spoke about it this morning, uh, you know, there's all kinds of different uh, drugs that are, you know, people use and, and become addicted to, and, and uh, you know, with fentanyl and other synthetics, there's it makes it really uh, very dangerous for people who use drugs, and so, uh, it becomes really important for us to work really closely with the state agency to understand, like, what is, uh, you know, what are the challenges. And so to work with uh, Oasis for us is our, our, uh, our key partner, uh, understanding that the governor uh, kind of plots, of course, with the budget. And uh, we work uh, to ensure that the commissioner has all the resources that she needs to do the job. And, and that means uh, uh, by, by association that the uh, service providers in the community across New York have the resources they need. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, this challenge keeps getting bigger and bigger. Uh, there are always uh, fiscal challenges for the state. And so we really have to fight hard to really try to get to the table and, and to try to get as much resources as we can for this, this really good work and much needed work.
1: And so we talk about providers, you know, I, I, think, I thought it was interesting. I think sometimes people, you know, they just know that work is being done uh, to help provide service, support. In, in you know the world of addiction, but I don't think they sometimes realize how many people, how many groups and agencies there are out there. You know, many of them are, are here today and this week. But is do you have a number like how many how many are involved in this effort
2: statewide? Well, you know you know what I think a lot about. I always think about how many people are getting treatment today. And, uh, you know, that number is, is always somewhere between 90,000 and 100, 110,000. It's, and, and the number is, is uh, that, that's a low number because we know that a lot of people get treatment in their physician's offices. You know, the physicians that they're not really part of the system that our providers work in uh, necessarily. Uh, so there's a lot, a lot of people uh, that are needing treatment and getting treatment. A lot more, frankly, way more uh, need it than are getting it. So that's why we fight so hard, and that's why it's so important to have community-based organizations. I think, the commissioner's probably going to know this better than I, I always have this idea in my head that there's somewhere around 500 or so different corporate entities that have multiple programs, some Mm -hmm. of them, some of them just one, but I think there's over a 1,000 different sites across the state that do prevention and uh, treatment, uh, harm reduction and recovery work. And... You know, the number of recovery programs, for instance, is, is gradually, slowly increasing from time to time. The number of medication-assisted treatment programs is slowly increasing so that we can eliminate, you know, waiting lists. You know, unfortunately, I think a lot of the times we're responding to a crisis and we're saying, like, where's the p- spot that w- has the worst need right now? In the meantime, you just don't have enough resources to c- kind of get around to everybody. So yeah. it's really why it's important for people to advocate.
1: Yeah, it definitely isn't. Uh, so you were just talking, too, about all the different providers. And, and uh, Chinazo, I know you said uh, in some remarks today you really like to hear from the providers who are here in attendance, you know, because what they say impacts what what happens uh, on a statewide level and a, at a local level as well. Um, what what are you guys hearing? I mean, what's what have you heard so far today? Like, where are we at and where do people think we need to be going?
0: Yeah, so I, I just... I totally agree, and it's so important to hear from people who are doing the work on the ground and from people with the experience. And you know, as a physician who practiced medicine and took care of people with addiction for over twenty years, I know that there is no substitute for actually doing the work on the ground and what people see and what they experience. That's so important to help guide us. Um, what are we hearing? Uh, so certainly, workforce challenges is probably one of the biggest things. Um, so this is not unique to addiction. Uh, it's not unique to the healthcare industry. It's a challenge that many different industries um, you know, have to deal with, and there's certainly no one answer. But we're trying in many ways to really support the workforce. Um, we're supporting individuals who are already part of the workforce with healthcare workforce bonuses, with cost of living adjustments and back-to-back years, with increasing Medicaid rates, and reimbursement so that that money can go back into the, um, you know, salaries of the providers. Um, And then we're also looking at ways to um, really bring people into the field as well. So not just support the workforce who exists, but also bring in new people to the field. And that is definitely needed. And so things like scholarships and fellowships and internships and Um, funding new, uh, you know, programs to train people, all of those kinds of efforts, we are investing, you know, many millions of dollars in. So um, we know it's a really big issue. We're listening, and we're also listening to providers who have had success in ways that they've enhanced their workforce, and then thinking about if that will work in other parts of the state, and then, um, you know, providing the dollars to support that.
1: And, again, this is this is a great place for all those people to come together and share those success stories, what's working, what's not working, what needs to happen. Um, any other thoughts, uh, John, maybe that you've heard people are sharing ideas like, hey, you know, this has worked here. Maybe we can get this on a larger level or, you know, just I guess I, I heard that part of the theme this year is the path forward, right, reimagining our the, the, the response. What what are we hearing so far? First day of the conference. You know, we don't want to jump jump the gun here, but uh, you know, what what is some of that path, that reimagining that we're we're hoping to help people kind of
2: corral? I think there's a, a, a sort of a broad uh, recognition across the attendees here uh, of really valuing each other, and uh, that there's a sense of community among people that do all of the different kinds of treatment, all of the different kinds of prevention and recovery and harm reduction work, and that uh, it really is important for us to be networking with each other to make sure we're aware of what each other are doing, and, and uh, particularly where we might not have enough familiarity with some of the services that are part of the continuum of services to, to learn from each other as much as possible. And then I think the other thing is really uh, just the fatigue, to some extent, that people are working really, really hard. Uh, Covid was really difficult for all of us, and and in particular, people that were working on the front line, and you know, just working with people who have had a lot of trauma. It's it's very very difficult work. So I think there's a a recognition of the importance of of of, of self care, and 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 conferences are a good place to kind of do that a little bit. Uh, but I think also just a, really making a commitment to how do we begin to. Uh, draw in some new people into the field. And, you know, one of the things that always strikes me is that people who are coming out of prison, people who are coming out of uh, situations that were really challenging, uh, many times are, are the best possible candidates for us because they're looking for training. They're looking, you know, for a career. They're looking to give back because they were helped by other people. So I think that there are uh, there are untapped resources and, and uh, there's some – with some creativity and uh, – and some resources, I think we could probably make a make a dent in this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good work. It's 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 really really good work. So you hope for the best. Yeah. And you know, it's, can I, ju- yeah. I? just
0: want to jump into. Um, I think you know the other thing that that we hear uh, frequently is uh, issues around stigma. And so you know, right even just before coming here, hearing from one of the providers about you know a community member who you know doesn't want. Uh, these people, quote unquote, uh, in their neighborhood, and and that's something that I think is um, we're hearing more and more about. And so, um, even though you know there's no area of New York or really of this country that's spared in terms of the overdose epidemic and addiction, um, but I think the stigma that exists and has existed for decades in this country around addiction really is a disservice um, to everybody. And so I think. You know, a podcast like this, where we're talking about the issues, where people can learn about them and really, you know, get the facts yep. um, about addiction and the, the success that addiction treatment can have uh, is really important in fighting some of the stigma.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's interesting because we have spoken to several providers here today already, uh, and one of the questions I ask when we sit down with them is, you know, what are some of the challenges you have in being sure that people can access services? And, and each of them has said at one point, and, and of course stigma, which which keeps people from, from seeking services for a variety yeah. of reasons. Um, but yes, I, we're all we're all working to to change that certainly. And uh, you know, bringing these people together at this conference and uh, sharing ideas is is obviously beneficial. And uh, I want to thank you both for being here to sit down and chat with us today. I know there's a lot of things to do, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll keep on doing it. Thank you both. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank thank you very much. All right. Thank, thank, thank you, Commissioner. I'm Jerry Gretzinger, your host of Addiction, The Next Step. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you want more information on what we talked about today, services and supports available in your community, go to oasis.ny.gov and learn more about the providers who are here with us this week at the ASAP conference. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.